Over 6 million men suffer from depression each year. It's likely that somebody you know is experiencing feelings of depression or anxiety right now. Making the decision to start a conversation with a friend or a loved one about mental health takes courage and strength, and you have the power to make a difference in their lives. You're listening to Breathe, where we do our best to erase the stigma surrounding men's mental health by talking openly and honestly about our shit. Uh, I'm Everett, and today uh, I have a super duper special guest for the inaugural show of Breathe, Um, a super good friend of mine. Uh, He is an actor, very talented actor, a very, very talented musician, a fantastic mixologist, and we like to call him Bartender Batman, (laughs) my super, super good friend. Tyler Della. What's Thanks up, for coming, Tyler. Thank you for having me. It's a it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm 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 super excited to to talk to you about, you know, uh we we've had conversations oh, yeah. many a times, many, many a conversations. Many <laughs> about just about life, about like the shit that we carry, um, like the shit that we deal with during during this crazy roller coaster yeah. called yeah, life. Yeah. And uh and I realize that for every time that we realize, oh man, we are just all dealing with it differently. We also deal with some shit very similarly. Um, that is true. So that is I, very true. So yeah, I, I wanted to bring you on, man, because I, I realized that, you know, while we come from like very different worlds and upbringings, like we have a lot in common when it comes to this mental health stuff. And I think that is one thing that, um, that, a lot of guys need to hear is, you know, there's other guys that are going through things. Me specifically, I deal with depression. Um, and, you know, and I realize that other guys that go through depression, like they can relate to a lot of the things that I deal with, I think about, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely. Um, I wanted to bring you on because I wanted to hear more about your experience with mental health as a guy sure. um, and kind of just, you know, break down that that barrier that a lot of right. guys like to hold up um, instead right. of just talking about it. So um, yeah, I just wanted to, if you want to kind of like talk about your, your experience, your journey, yeah. um, anything that you've learned sure. along the way. Uh, right on. Um, well, uh, similarly, I've also uh, uh, struggled with depression issues basically my whole life, as long as I can remember anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh a big part of what has been helpful for me is exactly what you just said is uh, realizing that there are other people who feel this way, that it's fine and that you can talk about it. Uh, the word you use stigma is, is a very big one because uh, growing up all throughout adolescence, when I was a teenager, uh, you know, early twenties, uh, it, it seemed like it wasn't acceptable for me to, go through these types of struggles mm-hmm. it seems like uh just from a societal perspective uh the right thing to do was to push it all down ignore it and just put on a happy face yeah and uh, that never really worked out for me <laughs> <laughs> it never it never does <laughs> no definitely <laughs> not think it does until it doesn't <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely and and it's you know there's the whole uh uh toxic uh, masculinity concept where uh, yeah. men are expected to 
just be tough, just man up and and mm-hmm. move on. And, and, you know, I'm not saying, you know, be overly sensitive and, uh, uh, or whatever, but it's important for guys to realize that, uh, their mental health is their health. Right. Right. You know? And like these things, you know, and certain things that aren't supposed to affect us, right. Affect, you know, right. Quote, aren't supposed to affect us right. as guys, they affect us. Um, I don't know if you want to get into it, but like, can you recall the first time you felt like that heaviness? Um, like, can you recall like the first time something happened where you're like, oh my gosh, I've never felt like it, it affected you deeply and, uh, and how you dealt with it? Um, I can't remember any like one specific incident or, mm-hmm. or, or event. Um, but in hindsight, you know, I do remember as far back as elementary school, you know, being mm-hmm. a literal child and just kind of being just sad. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, as a kid, you know, you're happy go lucky and energetic and stuff. But I remember I was just kind of just feeling just kind of a, a weight and emptiness and just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, the, the standard signs of depression of, of the, the apathy and the uh, dysphoria. Um, and and that's kind of where uh, my sense of humor started. Yeah. Because yeah. even as a kid, uh, it turned into a dark sense of humor. Because as a child, I definitely didn't know how to deal with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what it was, you know? I was just, I felt off. And so I just, just kind of laugh at it and try to joke about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that started the trend uh, throughout all of my uh, youth. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Did that, how long, how long did that go until you realized I can't do this anymore? I kind of, I have to face it. Oh, a long time. I didn't really start genuinely facing, uh, my, my own demons until, until college, until, uh, mm. yeah. Uh, until I was 18, 19. Um, yeah. Cause at, at that point, you know, I had been bottling up, any any negative emotion or negative thought for so long and had numerous mental breakdowns and was just not okay mm-hmm. and uh acting out in ways that that I wasn't proud of right and and it just got to a point where where I kind of had a, the the epiphany the light bulb over my head thinking something isn't working here mm-hmm. yeah you know, I'm not happy with the way that I was treating people. I'm not happy with just mm-hmm. my day-to-day life. Clearly, the way I was approaching life up to that point wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, yeah. So uh, what did you do? Because like you said, like there were probably many ways that it manifested in, in super unhealthy ways. And it probably like affected like your friendships and relationships with you know, family and friends and, and women and all of the above and, you know, school, whatever. Um, and you don't even notice that it's happening. It's just kind of like, it's just kind of good. You're just on autopilot with like these healthy or these unhealthy, like habits. At what point did you, you know, at what point did you say, okay, like, there has to be a better way to, there has to be a better way to deal with these things, you know, like, and, and what did that look like for you? Well, 
ironically enough, what kind of got the ball rolling was um, uh, in, in college, I was enrolled in uh, the theater program. Mm. And it I'm kind of familiar. Got, <laughs> you, you may have heard of it. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler and I met in a theater program in college called Foothill Theater Conservatory. And it was a life changer for all of us. Anyway, I'll let you get into that. Continue. No, no, you took the words out of my mouth. It was a life changer. Um, and it had, you know, unexpected uh, uh, side effects. Because, you know, I, consciously, I was just there to try to learn how to be a better actor. Mm-hmm. What that forced me to do was to try to understand just emotions in general better. Yes. And look inward more. And uh, again, it wasn't any one specific moment, but I just remember, you know, trying to dig deep, uh, reading some script, thinking, okay, why would so-and-so act like this and respond like this and seeing parallels with myself Mm -hmm. and going and thinking, you know, oh, I've, lashed out i've gotten emotional i've gotten irrational i've had these subconsciousness or fears or whatever yeah why <laughs> you know right 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 i remember i remember there was two moments in in theater conservatory for me mm-hmm. um there was like one there was one class with uh with janice um and i think my scene partner was like i think it was either like anna or jessica or whatever and um basically we had to say like one word i think it was like or one phrase i think it was like get out and um and i remember like i was you know i i took the role of like just saying like get out get out get out and like all of a sudden it got to a point and this is something this is like right after i was dealing with like some stuff you know um which i'll, I'll get into another time but sure um i remember like I went from, I was saying get out at like a 50 and I turned it all the way up to like a hundred and I like blacked out and I was like, get out, get out. Like I literally, and Janice was like, okay, and scene. Like, right, right. And for me, I was like, oh shit. Like I got some stuff like, (laughs) yeah, but like every day, you know, but I think that was kind of like the, the therapeutic part of like being in a theater program is like you get to, you get to explore like these different emotions through other characters and exactly. you're not, you're not necessarily hanging on to it like as you. And I know for me, it was more of like a, it was, it was almost like being a new character gave me permission to like, to feel, you know what I mean? Like as Everett, I was always like, I'm not allowed to like, I'm not allowed to get angry. Right. I'm not allowed to feel this. I'm not allowed to feel this. I got to bottle it up. But when it came to like being, you know, playing a character of like asshole Anthony, like I, <laughs> I would literally, I would literally go a hundred percent asshole and it would feel so good. And then, you know, and then when like the scene was over, I'd just be like, okay, uh, well, that was it. And I really hope I get to do this again. You know what I mean? So oh, I'm, definitely. I'm, so that's just kind of going based off of like what you were saying is just like getting into theater to, to kind of allow yourself to to explore these characters to to feel yeah and and uh maybe it was a similar experience for you but for for me it also uh, helped put put a word to certain emotions or help define them mm. help me go oh this this is trauma this is depression mm-hmm. it helped it, it was easier to define emotions that other people are feeling and then recognize 
I could relate to that. Right. You know? Right. Instead of just being a, a, a fog of, of badness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and I was going to say the, the other moment in, in theater conservatory was, I think we had like you and I had a scene in trigger. Oh boy. Where, yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, I had like, I had to cry. Right. Like, and it was like, it was, I think the thing was, I don't know if like the rule still applies where we're just like not allowed to talk about what we do in trigger. I mean, we're probably not, but I mean, if it's between you and me, it was between you and me. I mean, (laughs) I'll kind of, I'll kind of be vague about it. I'll kind of be vague about it, but basically um, trigger, you know, it's, it's just a, uh, it's just an acting class that is very intense and like really just pays, like you have to, you have to let your emotions out. You have to go there. And I yeah. remember, and I remember, uh, you know, and I'm going to be vague about it because, you know, it's very personal. It was a very personal class, but I remember uh, I had to, I had to cry and I didn't really have an easy time doing it because Mr. Everett bottles up his emotions. <laughs> uh, I wasn't able to do it. And the scenario you know, the scenario, the scene scenario, like really had pushed me to do that. Um, and like, I I was able to get there. It took me a little bit, but I was able to get there. And that kind of like opened the door to like, oh, shoot, like, okay. And that was another thing where I was like, oh, shoot, like I have stuff, like I have emotions, like I need to tap into these somehow. And again, like, you know, theater, theater was a way to do that. So, but um now the, the specifically that trigger class mm-hmm. helped helped me a lot just personally yeah um, yeah i i remember the the big uh goal in that class for for me specifically it, it was uh you need to be comfortable feeling vulnerable mm, yeah and you know i was just told that by our acting teacher you know it was mm-hmm. in the sense of for the purpose of showing more range as an actor but that hit really deep i was like oh wait a minute that's yeah. just me in general. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, uh, so my my question, my next question is, you know, um, this this mental health or this like depression or anxiety or whatever you're dealing with, um, and whatever any other guy out there is dealing with, um, we know it's it's a it's a journey. It's not like it, you don't get to a destination where you're like, where you're like, I'm fixed. Like it's never, I'm never going to be sad or I'm never going to be depressed ever again. It's a journey. And so <clears throat> what I want to ask you is like on your, you know, everybody has their up days and their down days. I sure as hell do. And on your down days, you know, and, and I know you've been on this journey for a while and I know that you've learned a lot along the way. And um, you know, this is going to be helpful for any guy out there, but that's dealing with it. But on your down days, what do you tell yourself or what do you do to kind of manage, you know, manage your feelings and manage your emotions so that you don't, you don't kind of spiral down into a hole? That's, that's a great question. Um, the, the way, the most beneficial way for me to approach the down days at this point in my life is to try to separate emotions from logic. Mm, yes. So, at the, you know, uh, I, we've been through the song and dance many times. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm able now to recognize the patterns and go, oh, I'm feeling like crap. I'm feeling like 
I'm a burden on everyone or that mm-hmm. I'm not, I have no self-worth. Uh, I'm at a point now where I can go, where I can force myself to think, hey, stop, stop it. That's the pattern. That's probably just the depression, you know? Oh my gosh. That's huge. Yes. I, I'm shaking my head and smiling because I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. it's so important to be able to to catch that. And to it's and it's hard. Oh so, yeah. Kudos oh, for yeah. you, man. Seriously. I'm still trying to master that. And there's no mastering. It's just I'm still trying to get better at it. So oh, absolutely. And and you know, there's that's not to say that it's ever easy, you know. Um, there's still times where I'll I'll have that thought, but still just lay in bed all day, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I always try to remind myself instead of focusing on what I think, focus on the hard facts in front of me. You know, mm. a, a lot of times when I get really down and depressed, um, it it leads to the spiral of uh, I'm a burden on my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm making their lives worse type of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been getting better at catching that spiral as it starts and go and thinking, well, wait a minute, I'm thinking this, but what's factually in front of me? What can't I deny? They're here right now. They're yeah. laughing right now. Exactly. We're having fun right now. Yes. That is undeniable hard facts. The, oh my God, do they hate me? is just a theory, you know? Right. And, and that's, and that's super important to be able to, to separate. Yeah. Your, your emotions and like the facts, you know, cause when you're depressed and, and, or you having like anxiety, mm-hmm. your brain is going to lie. Like your brain is wired to lie to you. Oh yeah. Like all the time. It's just, it's just like a, def- it's like a type of like defense mechanism that right. it, like it's your brain is meant to like, it's trying to protect you. But like when you're depressed and your brain isn't functioning correctly. And so it's like, or it's functioning too correctly. Right. And, you know what I mean? And so you're always going to think, Oh, like, because I'm feeling this way, I'm a burden on everybody. And like, yeah. And, and, and I can totally relate. I can totally, especially in quarantine. You oh, know, gotcha. like, especially in quarantine when you're, you know, because a lot of people, myself included, are dealing with depression in quarantine and are, are you around the same people? You've been around the same people for over 220 days at this point. Right. And so if you're depressed and you're around these same people, there's no doubt in your mind that you're going to think, Oh my God, I'm a burden on these people. Like I'm just a downer and a da, 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 da. and but they're still, you know, for most of us, those people are still they're still here and they're still be, being supported, supportive. And if you, if we're if we're open to them about what we're going through, if they're meant to be in our lives and meant to help us, they're gonna be there and they're gonna continue to support. So don't let your brain fool you. And, you know, and I don't know if you do this, but I know for me, like, it's helpful to write down, you know, two different lists on how I'm feeling and what are the facts, you know, and really like look at it and be like, okay, like my mind is playing tricks on me, especially now. So, um, so yeah, what you're saying is, is very, very helpful for a lot of people. Um, And uh, we're going to wrap this up. But lastly, I just want to I just want to ask you if there's anything that you want to tell any guy out there that's struggling right now. And let's be honest, there's a lot of guys 
out there struggling right now and sure. don't really don't really see you know don't really see the light and don't really you know don't really know what to do um what would you what would you want to say to them that's an amazing question oh my god um the only thing that defines you is you mm. you know you're when you're you know in a deep rut it's easy to uh think you know i'm gonna be like this forever or i'm never going to you know have a meaningful relationship or could get a job or whatever mm-hmm. or or it's also easy to beat yourself up, go, Oh, I'm the guy who's always sad and always talking about how sad he is. You know, these things don't define us. Mm. We are who we want to be. We just have to try. Hey, we're going to leave it right there. (laughs) Dude, that is such a, we are who we want to be. We just have to try. Oh man. That's, that's beautiful, man. Honestly, like I would, I would, I would, I would get that tatted on me. And I don't even have any tattoos yet. First tattoo. Oh man. Well, thank you so much, man, for for hopping on this episode. And uh and you know, I, I appreciate I appreciate you so much and, and I value our friendship so much that we can have conversations like this. Um and I just hope that bartender Batman continues <laughs> to uh continues to help the lives of other guys and, and, and just people in general. So, um, thanks again, man, for, for hopping on this first episode. Um, you know, if, if, if you want to tell a friend about the show and like, you know, um, and if you know anybody, and if you know anybody, any guys that, that want to hop on and tell their story, um, so that more people can, can kind of hear it and maybe it, it help them, you know, let me know, hit me up right Um, on thank you for having me on for uh for the maiden voyage here maiden Uh, voyage (laughs) you're doing a beautiful thing my man thanks man uh, i'm always happy to help i'm always happy to come back because i can talk about this for hours absolutely oh dude we got we got plenty of time oh yeah we're dip tyler's gonna be back y'all six hour podcast six hour podcast podcast marathon (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Everett. no problem man thanks for hopping in Thanks for listening to this episode of Breathe. If you'd like to be a guest on our show and share your experience with mental health, email us at thebreathepodcast at gmail.com.